It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, Tuesday edition of the show, February 5th, 2019. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Layout of today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about the news that broke yesterday, I guess, that Zach Wilson will miss most of spring ball. Okay, not miss, but he won't be throwing the ball during spring ball due to shoulder surgery he underwent. We'll also be getting you a signing day primer, letting you know what guys are expected to sign tomorrow, as well as running down the list of preferred walk-ons. There's been a number of guys who have committed as walk-ons in the last couple of days that I wanted to let you know about. They won't officially be announced tomorrow because they're not signing paperwork, but they are players that are going to be joining the BYU football program. We'll run down their names for you as well. And then, of course, we'll wrap up the show with all the, all the other news and notes that we haven't touched on in today's podcast. So that's the layout of today's show. Also, a birthday edition for myself. I'm celebrating a birthday today. Exciting times. February 5th, always a big day around the Hatch household. But let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for February 5th. 5th, 2019. All right, the news broke yesterday. I saw Jay Drew had a report on it. Dick Harmon also wrote about it. It's something that uh, people started wondering about Saturday night at the BYU basketball game against Loyola Marymount. Zach Wilson was on the court with Kalani Satake at halftime talking to the crowd, kind of doing some pump-up, celebrating their bowl win in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. But the noteworthy thing was that Zach Wilson was in a shoulder harness. A lot of people asking what was going on with that. There had been rumors that a player would miss spring ball, a a significant player, a player of note. And I had heard people say that it was Zach Wilson. I wasn't able to confirm that before seeing the reports yesterday. But 
Zach Wilson is not expected to throw the ball during a spring camp, according to BYU Sports Information. That comes from Brett Pine and his staff down there in Provo. It's a surgery that he underwent to correct a condition he was dealing with uh, during his last little bit at Corner Canyon High School. He played through it all last year, and that perfect passing performance, 18 of 18 in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, uh, should give some indication of his ability uh, with an injury of what he can do. But if he's fully healthy with a functioning shoulder that isn't bugging him or not uh, precluding him from making a throw, etc., I think that's a good sign for BYU. Uh, The thought is, according to the reports, that Zach Wilson will be back this summer. There's no official timetable on his return to throwing the football. But the hope is he'll be back in the late spring, early summer, throwing with his teammates, getting his arm back in shape ahead of the 2019 season. I think it's smart. If he's going to have surgery, don't let it linger. Get it fixed. Uh, if you want to use an NFL comparison, look at the saga that Andrew Luck went through. He declined having shoulder surgery at the end of one season, decided to play through it for another year, then missed an entire year, and there were talks of that he might miss his, it might affect his career going forward. Uh, fortunately for Andrew Luck, the surgery was a success. He came back this year and was an, on an absolute tear, leading the Indianapolis Colts to the playoffs, throwing for almost 5,000 yards. Truly impressive performance. I'm not trying to say that Zach Wilson is the next Andrew Luck. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to give you guys some perspective on why this is a good idea at this point for Zach Wilson to undergo this procedure. I think that it'll be something that'll benefit him if he comes back healthy from it. We all know that surgery always includes some risk, but they have the best doctors on staff that were probably looking at his shoulder, making sure that everything was up to up to up to code. I guess you could use that term. Make sure that he was fully um, taken care of, and he underwent the procedure. So he'll be back, and he'll be getting ready to uh, participate during the summer throwing the ball. But it sounds like he'll be involved with spring. Camp camp he'll be in meetings he'll be out on the field watching passing routes etc he just won't be taking part in physical reps Um, according to Brett Pine Zach will have a similar experience to what Tanner Mangum underwent went through after he underwent Achilles tendon surgery but he was at every spring practice in 2018 doing what he could we saw Tanner doing some light throwing because well your Achilles tendon isn't in your shoulder but I would expect that Zach Wilson will be on the field when we show up for spring ball next early next month it's about i think march 4th is the official kickoff of spring ball for byu but i'm expecting zach will be on the field going through meetings doing everything he possibly can do he just won't be throwing a football now that leaves the question of okay well who's gonna be taking reps in spring ball According to Kalen Hall, uh, his son Jaron Hall, who's been uh, spotted playing baseball with the BYU baseball program, hitting home runs, um, as Ben Criddle tweeted out a link, he hit a dinger uh, over the fence during their training camp down there in St. George. Kalen uh, telling Dick Harmon, I also saw a report uh, that Jay Drew also had that said that Jaron Hall will participate fully in spring camp. Uh, He'll be playing baseball on the side, but he is a football player first and foremost. 
So he'll be involved. And I would expect that Jaron Hall probably gets the first look at quarterback. He'll have most of the reps during spring ball, throwing the ball with the first team, etc. because he was the backup in the stretch run last year alongside Tanner Mangum. But the coaching staff is very high on the abilities of Jaron Hall to be a contributor to this football program. He's got a very strong arm. He's a great baseball player. He's an athlete. He can move around. He's very much in the same mold as Zach Wilson, a mobile quarterback, but a quarterback nonetheless who can throw the football. This also opens up opportunities for guys like Joe Critchlow, Stacey Connor, Hayden Griffiths, and Baylor Romney, who were all on the roster last year at quarterback, but buried on the depth chart. Uh, the whole talk all last, all last offseason with is Joe Critchlow good enough to take the starting job? I think we've have pretty good evidence that he is not going to be the starting quarterback for BYU, barring some major injuries to guys in front of him on the roster. But this is an opportunity for him to make an impression on this coaching staff. Same with Stacy Connor, a kid who redshirted this past year out of Texas, a very tall, rangy athlete, has a big arm. I actually think Stacy Connor has got a massive arm, not necessarily the most refined arm in terms of accuracy, etc., but he can sling it. Hayden Griffiths is another walk-on who is back off of an Achilles tendon tear uh, looking to make an impression. His brother Kyle, his twin brother Kyle, is looking to be the starting fullback for BYU this coming season, and Hayden will be competing with the quarterbacks, and he's a decent athlete, and there's another great athlete in Baylor Romney. A kid that I think could end up playing wide receiver like his younger brother, Gunnar Romney. Baylor will be competing at quarterback this spring looking to make an impression. All this does with the injury to Zach Wilson is open up an opportunity for these other five quarterbacks on this roster and whoever else may show up for spring ball. I don't know if anybody else is walking on that has made the roster for spring camp to make an impression on this coaching staff and show what they can do at quarterback. So plain and simple. Hats off to Zach Wilson for thinking ahead, saying, okay, let's get this taken care of. I'll heal up. I'll be back and we'll go at, we'll go forward. And I'll be healthy during the summer, getting ready for the season ahead. Yes, it's not great that he's going to have to work his arm back into shape in a compressed time schedule. I get that. It's not a great uh, deal if you're a BYU fan to think, okay, well, we have to wait on him maybe to get his arm in shape early on in fall camp. But the biggest thing is you want this young man to be healthy. He wants to be on the field. He wants to be leading this football program. Um, He had a passer efficiency rating of 157.2 was the rank the best by a BYU freshman or veteran ever for a season. Um, He completed 65.9% of his passes for just over 1,500 yards playing with injury. This is truly an impressive thing that Zach Wilson pulled off with an injured shoulder. Just think of what he could do with a healthy shoulder that's not bugging him, that's not limiting him. Maybe they had to put him on a pitch count at some points during practice in the season. I don't, I'm not reporting that. I'm just thinking how they may have approached dealing with his shoulder surgery, shoulder injury, not surgery. He had the surgery recently, dealt with a shoulder injury this past season, but he's very, very good. And I think that this is just something that's a play for the future. He wants to be fully healthy, he doesn't want to have a nagging shoulder injury. Uh, going back to the Andrew Luck experience, make sure it's taken care of, get it healed up, and then go forward from there. And I think it's all in all, this is a good deal for BYU. Zach Wilson will be healthy. It appears going into fall camp, he'll be back to reassert himself atop of the depth chart. But this also gives an opportunity for the other quarterbacks, foremost among them, Jaron Hall, an opportunity to show what they can do with a bigger amount of reps during spring camp. 
All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on the news about Zach Wilson's shoulder injury. Coming up next, we'll stick with the BYU football theme. We'll give you a little bit of a signing day primer. It's National Signing Day tomorrow on February 6th. I wanted to run down some of the names that are expected to sign with BYU tomorrow. But more importantly, I also wanted to talk about the flurry of preferred walk-on commitments BYU garnered. We talked about Alec Mesa yesterday. Well, there's a few more, well, not a few more, there's multiple guys who are preferred walk-on commits that I think can make an impression for BYU. We'll talk about them next, right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. Uh, just a reminder for you guys, if you do have a smart speaker, a Google Home, an Alexa, an iHome, all you have to do to listen to this podcast is tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars. Modern technology is awesome. It makes our lives so much simpler. And these smart speakers, you can listen to it anywhere. You have it in your office. You have it at home. All you do is tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and you will have this daily podcast focused on all things BYU right there for you. Uh, BYU, of course, it's National Signing Day tomorrow. The BYU football program adding their 2019 recruiting class in full. They did a lot of their hard work in the early signing period, adding, I believe, 14 players to that class. There'll be a few more, as many as maybe four to six, it sounds like, signing with BYU tomorrow. Foremost among them is one of the top pass rushers on the West Coast. That is Cade Albright out of San Juan Hills High School in Southern California truly impressive pass rusher. Uh, We had Jason Buck on with David James and Patrick Kinahan on the Zone Sports Network late last week, and this is an Outland Trophy winner saying that I think that Kate Albright is kind of the same player that I was, a tall, rangy pass rusher, and he was really excited for him. So to have an Outland Trophy winner say that he's excited for a BYU pass rusher, that should give you some indication of what this young man can do. Trey Anderson also expected to sign tomorrow. He is the son of former BYU offensive lineman Jason Anderson. He will go on a mission um, before the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and will return to BYU after that mission. Similar uh, to Kate Albright, Albright also expected to go on a mission before enrolling at BYU. Both of them big-time prospects. Anderson currently a tight end at Lehigh High School, but has the frame to really grow and become maybe an offensive tackle. We'll see how he develops. And then the news breaking yesterday that Luke Andrada from Pueblo East High School in Pueblo, Colorado, will sign with BYU. He was a dual-threat quarterback in high school, about 5'10", 170 pounds, but he is a true burner. Can run the 10-meter, 100-meter in sub-11 seconds. Just a fast, fast athlete. He's expected to play wide receiver or... uh or maybe defensive back for BYU. I'm hopeful to see him at wide receiver simply due to his speed. He's got a guy who's an offensive mind, having been a quarterback in high school. He's also going to run track for BYU during his time as a Cougar. 
I think he's an underrated prospect coming out of Pueblo, Colorado. Not necessarily a recruiting hotbed, but this kid has speed to burn, and here's hoping that he can make good on that as he competes in both sports for BYU. Okay, those are the three that are expected to sign tomorrow. There could be a couple more, depending how scholarships work out. I know BYU coaches have been kind of balancing how to distribute scholarships this year, but the good news is BYU is also recruiting a very strong preferred walk-on class this year. I want to run down some of the names of those guys. There's been a flurry of guys who have announced their commitments in recent days that are going to be preferred walk-ons. Um, one of them came out yesterday that Ethan Slade, he's a defensive back prospect from Orem High School, two-time defending state champion. He has accepted a preferred walk-on at BYU. I think he's a tall, rangy athlete. I have a brother that plays for a rival high school there in Orem, but I had a chance to see, see Slade play multiple times this past year, and I actually really like his game as a preferred walk-on. We talked about this yesterday on the podcast. Alec Mesa, the kid from Scottsdale Community College coming in. Preferred walk-ons, it's a it's an easy way for BYU to evaluate these guys, and if they are true contributors, you put them on scholarship after they prove their ability. There's no risk for BYU to bring these young men in, let them play, and prove their ability. Uh, BYU also added the commitment of Lone Peak High School prospect Mason Wake. He plays linebacker and running back for the Knights. I'm expecting he's going to play probably linebacker, maybe some defensive end for BYU after serving a mission. Wake, I had a buddy text me last night saying that he feels like he's got some Braden Elbakri in him, some Bracken Elbakri. The Elbakri brothers are just true football players, hard-nosed, great athletes that have overcome come a lot to contribute and I think Mason Wake is very much in that mold I agree with my buddy who texted me that yesterday they also added another prospect locally from Alta High School in Kimball Henstrom he's a defensive back slash linebacker uh, could end up I think playing linebacker for BYU I like his game he's been coached by some great coaches in Alema Teo and Riley Jensen the staff at Alta High School does a lot of work with the Mountain West Elite and all poly camps so any player that plays for these young men plays for Alta High School coming out of that program has been coached up very well they're very technically sound and Kimball Henstrom I think is going to be a help to BYU we talked about Alec, Alec Mesa joining BYU out of Scottsdale Community College I think at the very least he is a good add for BYU and just in terms of his ability to help bolster the running back position that currently doesn't look like there's going to be anybody signing in this class. BYU could be players in the transfer market with the new NCAA transfer portal really starting to take effect in college football. We'll see how that shakes out, but I think that Alec Mesa is definitely a guy to keep an eye on in terms of his ability to at least offer some depth for BYU as a preferred walk-on. Alright, some other names I want to run down for you here as you kind of round out the guys who are preferred walk-ons for BYU. BYU added a commitment from Carter Krupp. He is from Wood Creek High School, if I'm not mistaken. Interested to see what Krupp can do. He's expected to play defensive back for BYU. At least it sounds like character concerns will not be an issue. He says he's 100% committed to his dream school. So best of luck to Carter as he tries to come in and make an impression. Another kid that I'm very excited for personally, and he is a legacy prospect, is Cade Hoke from North Allegheny High School in Pennsylvania. His father is a guy by the name of Chris Hoke. BYU fans who paid attention in the mid to late 90s will remember that name. If you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you'll also remember Chris Hoke. Just a standout defense 
offensive lineman for BYU and also in the NFL for a long time. I believe he got two Super Bowl rings during his time with the Steelers. But his son is a middle linebacker. Had a great season, great high school career playing for North Allegheny High School there in Pennsylvania. And Cade Hoke is going to be a Cougar as a walk-on, and best of luck to him. I'm excited to see what he can do. Other walk-ons include Nathan Upham. We've talked about him before from Sky Ridge High School in Utah. A tall six foot four prospect, wide receiver guy that is a true red zone threat and I think this is a steal for BYU. Upham could definitely be that uh, low low buy, sell high type of player. Just a truly impressive athlete. BYU added another long snapper with the addition of Eagle High School's uh, Dalton Riggs. He's been a long time commit as a preferred walk-on. Wanted to be at BYU and BYU will take him. I know he's talked a lot with Ed Lamb who is the special teams coordinator and Ed Lamb, he is engrossed in the special teams nitty-gritty. So if he believes that Cade Hoke can succeed as a long snapper, best of luck to him. And then a few other names for you guys to run down as we round out these preferred walk-ons that I am aware of. Of course, there could be more coming in. Include Fisher Jackson. He is going to be an athlete coming from Harriman High School. I didn't get a chance to see him much this past season, but he is joining BYU as a preferred walk-on. Bountiful High School also giving a BYU walk-on, a defensive lineman slash offensive lineman, who was another legacy prospect, Parker Nickel. Uh, His dad played for BYU. And then finally, one other note for you, Bailey Solzer. Uh, He's from West Valley High School in Northern California. I think he's a great player, and I'm excited to see what these guys can do for BYU. They're they're preferred walk-on, so they're going to be on the team at least for one year. It's pretty much what you're guaranteed as a preferred walk-on is you're going to make the team and you're going to be on the program, you're going to be on the roster, and now it's up to you to prove what you guys can do on the field. And as I've said multiple times on this podcast, preferred walk-ons, I think, are something BYU should continue to use chase these players, give them the opportunity to prove their ability on the field and show what they can do. If they are good enough to be rotation players, that's when you reward them with the scholarship. BYU has had to be very careful with their scholarship numbers since Kalani Sitake showed up. And it was just as simple due to the fact that a lot of guys were going on LDS missions. So BYU, they always have to juggle scholarships with guys coming off missions, going on missions, surprise additions to the roster. They've just got to play a, a, a very balancing act with all of this and preferred walk-ons here are an under um, underappreciated aspect of what BYU can use to help bolster their lineup without the um, full 25 scholarships that most schools are allotted each year. BYU has to keep a number of those held back for return missionaries. It sounds like BYU is adding 13 or 14 return missionaries in this recruiting class. You'll probably hear their names announced tomorrow coming back off missions. But these preferred walk-ons, these 11 that I just named, I really feel like they are guys that can come in and it's now on them to prove their ability but if they are good enough in their own minds they're good enough but they are if they are good enough to make these coaches think hey this guy is a player who can help this football program you can guarantee that they will be rewarded with a scholarship down the road plain and simple I feel like a guy like Dax Milne is the kind of the tailor-made thing for that. A preferred walk-on, his teammate in high school, Braden Kosberg, actually got the scholarship. Dax Milne came in, played, 
started for BYU wide receiver, and I think he'll be on scholarship in short order after showing his ability coming out of Bingham High School as a preferred walk-on. It's the it's the blueprint that every player that is I just mentioned those eleven guys are going to be following, hoping to follow, I guess I should say, and get that coveted BYU scholarship. A college football scholarship is worth its weight in gold. You get your education paid for, food, housing, everything is taken care of for you. So best of luck to these eleven players. We'll recap the BYU signing class in full tomorrow on the podcast. All right, we will step aside here, come back, wrap up the show with some final thoughts and some final news and notes that have been touched on in today's podcast at this point. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Thanks again for joining me on this Tuesday edition of the show. Uh, BYU, of course, there's a lot going on outside of the football program. We spent the bulk of today's show talking BYU football, but there are other things going on, and I failed to mention this yesterday, and I wanted to give them a shout-out. They are a club team for BYU, but BYU Hockey, a team that doesn't get a lot of attention, but I wanted to give them some props, and I saw this on Vanquish the Foes' site, Tyler Statton wrote the story. I'll give him credit for it. But BYU Hockey participated in the Wasatch Cup, which was hosted by Weber State over the weekend. Four teams participated, including the Cougars, Weber State, Utah State, and Utah Valley. BYU actually won this tournament. So congratulations to the BYU Hockey team. Utah State's kind of been kind of the power in this state when it comes to club hockey. But exciting to see BYU Hockey win this tournament, and I wanted to give them some, a shout-out. They're going to be back in action this Thursday when they host UVU at the Peaks Ice Arena in Provo at 7 o'clock. You can go out and watch that. Hockey's a sport that it, I think, in my just for me, it's hard to watch on TV, but when you watch it live, it is a lot of fun. So go out and support the men's hockey team. Congratulations to them on the win over the weekend. Um, I wanted to talk about another award that was handed out to the women's gymnastics team. The Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference announced that BYU star junior Shannon Evans was named Gymnast of the Week after scoring a career best 39.475 in the all-around against Cal and Arizona State this past weekend. Uh, BYU as a team finished third in that try meet but Evans she is proving to be a one woman powerhouse she's just been awesome for BYU this year BYU continues to perform very well they're in action like I mentioned yesterday at Air Force this Saturday in a quad meet with the Air Force Falcons Springfield and Seattle Pacific that meet is expected to start at 7 o'clock mountain time Saturday evening but congratulations once again Shannon Evans continuing to garner all kinds of awards if you haven't seen her floor routine and I don't know if she's going to change it 
up at any point, but if you haven't seen it yet, Google it. She does a really cool Mario-inspired theme with it. I thought it was awesome. So check it out, guys. Best of luck to her as she presses forward throughout the rest of the year. All right, there you go. Some of my final thoughts on today's classes. I'm actually very excited for signing day tomorrow. We'll have a full recap of what's going on with BYU's class. I'll break down some of the guys I'm excited for. We've done this before with the early signing window, but I'll take my top five prospects finally. Finally, I guess I should say. I'll take my top five prospects that I'm really excited for with BYU, regardless of their mission status, if they're going. We're talking about like a Jacob Conover. We'll talk about my favorite five guys in this class for BYU. We'll also talk about some of the return missionaries expected to join the BYU football program as well because they are technically part of this recruiting class coming back after two years out in the mission field. So there you go. Uh, We'll wrap it up now. Thanks again for joining me. Blast to do this. It is been awesome. We're six months into this venture. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Appreciate you guys' support in advance. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as well wherever you catch it. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Wherever you catch this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us out quite a bit. Until tomorrow, hope you guys are all having a great day. And this has been Locked On Cougars for February 5th, 2019. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.